Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to the Backstory Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Cole. And on today's show, we have a world-renowned producer, entrepreneur, rapper, label executive, remix king, Chocolate Boy Wonder is his nickname, but we just like to call him Mr. Pete Rock. What's up, yep. Pete? How you doing, man? DJ Pete Rock. You know what I'm saying? DJ. Don't forget. DJ Pete DJ Rock. Too. Right. Nah, gotta nah. gotta up, put the bro? DJ on it. Yes, yes. How you been, man? I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. Listen, one of the things that I'm going to, me and Pete Rock go back 30 years. So one of yeah, the things man, that I'm going to do mm-hmm. at the end of this episode is I'm going to share our interview that we did many, many years ago. So we did wow. a we did a, a, a couple interviews when it was him and CL Smooth. But mm-hmm. I always felt about you, mm-hmm. you know, you're just such an interesting character Thank in you. hip-hop. Because, you know, hip-hop is like rah-rah. Everybody, like, you know, pounding yeah. on the chest. Yeah. But you was doing so much amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And yet, like, you, you've remained so humble over the years. Mm-hmm. I just want to share a little bit of your story, man. I just, okay. you know, love to talk to you a little bit. And then at the end, we'll, we'll play some of the old stuff. So first okay. thing is, you was born in the Bronx, and then you moved to um, Money Earning Mount Vernon, New York. And i just like to know, what yeah. was in the water in Mount Vernon? Because, like... <laughs> so much energy came out of that small community north of the city, yes. north of the Bronx. Talk a little yes. bit about growing up in Mount Vernon and, and how you all put your mark on hip hop. Oh, man. Growing up in Mount Vernon was so much fun. You know, it's a small town, four square miles wide and long. And with, you know, some just some special people in the town. You know what I'm saying? You know, Denzel lived there, Ozzy and, and Ruby D. Uh, Felicia Rashad and Ahmad Rashad, the Village People guy, the lead singer, Victor, special people in that town. And when my cousin Hev started to do music, you know, I was always with him and you know, always under him. And so, Hev meaning um, Heavy D, just so everybody yeah, heavy knows. D, heavy, heavy, heavy D, my cousin Heavy D. I was always up under him, you know, when he started to do music. And so we formed a little crew in Mount Vernon called uh, the Classy Rock Crew, where I, I was actually the youngest DJ down with the crew. I was seven years old, but wow. I had I had some skill, you know, I had learned you know, how to scratch. My cousin Floyd taught me, you know, how to DJ. And so, you know, you know, with that, you know, we just got into music heavy, heavy, like, and, um, you know, just kind of found our way, you know, in, in it, you know what I mean? Uh, once he got on, I was on, on under his wing. I was, you know, on tour with him, carrying records for him, you know, just meeting all the big stars, you know, being with him, you know what I'm saying? And, um, Mount Vernon was just a, a special place. I can't even explain it. You know what I'm saying? How dope, you know, a small town like that was. But, um, you know, it, w- it was some things that we were doing in the town. And the Bronx is right next to us. So, yep. you know, it's like, you know, the same thing with the BX. Like, you know, uh, you just kind of find your way in the hood. You don't want to do anything negative And, you know, sometimes doing certain things, uh, positive things happen. So that's when hip hop. So uh, let's go to 1986, right? So your cousin, Heavy mm. D, signs to Uptown mm. Records mm. and then comes out with Mr. Big Stuff. What was that like yep. in that moment from these kids from, and you were really literally a, a teenager, 
Yes. And then your cousin like gets on like that and just has a song and it's on the radio. Like, what did that yeah. feel like? And what was it like for him? Because I never really got a chance to talk to him about that moment. When we first heard the record being played on the radio, we was all in the park in the hood, Lorraine Park. And um, it's deep in my Instagram, but it's pictures of how the park looks and all of that. But now the park wall has Heavy D and the boys on it, graffitied on it. Like they're on the wall in that park. And so in that same park, when Mr. Big Stuff came on, the whole park erupted. The whole park erupted. We couldn't believe it. We were like, yo, you're on the radio. He couldn't believe it. He was like, yo, they playing my song. Then we was calling people like, yo, turn on the radio, turn on the radio. Like that type of thing, you know, that excitement. And, you know, in the hood, when new things like this happen, like, you know, my cousin's on the radio. He's never been on the radio before. So, you know, everybody's excited and going crazy. It was really, it was really a, a illmatic feeling because we were all like, you know, the older heads was there. They had, you know, the OEs and, and the bruise in their hand and celebrating and screaming and yelling and being happy. I've never, you know, th now that I'm thinking back on that, it's like, wow, man, that, that was crazy, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? no, I mean it was. I mean it had to be like that. It had to be like larger than life. So then, so then, Heavy D really yeah. becomes a star very quickly. Yeah. And then, so, was it a second or the third album? The second album that you that you actually worked on. You actually did yes. some songs on there, right? So yes, how did that parlay from DJ to producer? What 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 happened in that? Open that door for you. Being with Hev in Heavy D in the sessions with different producers, he would take me. You know, what I'm saying mm -hmm. with him. And uh, I'll be in Marley House, Teddy Riley House, Howie T, and, you know, just kind of soaked up, you know, that, that kind of piqued my interest because I was with Hev seeing different things. And I was, just, you know, before it was just like the hood, we DJing and, and rapping. and But now it's like another level up where he made it. Right. And so he made it. And now I get to see different things, different people. I'm meeting different people, people I never met before, you know producers and so forth and that's made me make the decision to say you know what i think this is what i want to do so then you get a couple of songs on his album what do you remember did you get paid for that yeah like, did you I, get a check for that how did that how did that uh, work for you? yeah i got paid i got paid you know I, I was happy with whatever money i got it didn't matter i didn't really right. care about money at that time right. i was just right. like notoriety and, and 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 stuff like that was more important and yeah. so I did like five joints on Peaceful Journey, but on Big Time, I co-produced. That was the second album after Living Living Large. Large and yeah, um, yeah I, I co-produced four songs on Big Time, and that was with pause button tapes. I was making the beats with a pause button. Wow. And taking the idea that to, to have, and he'd be like, yeah, let's use that. Let's do that. And then, you know, experiment in the studio, you know, with Eddie F and try to make that happen like that. That's how we did it. That's how I did. I I, I co-produced. So then you started getting other people like Groove Be Chill, like uh, yep. Brand Nubian. Well, yes, that happened when I got my first shot with Hev in Uptown, and I got a uh, placement on 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 Groove Be Chill's first album. And actually, they titled the album with my song, which wow. which I thought was like I didn't even know how to feel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. when you get that kind of kind of love like that and so i struggled you know making that music because you know i was with an engineer i was young I, I was by myself i didn't know what i was doing and you know some days i would 
you know, I would stop and then leave the studio and then come back the next day and, and get more done. You know, I struggled a little bit and with the engineer, but the more I didn't give up and the more I came back and worked on it, the better it, it, it got between us, like me and right. the engineer that was working. And so once they finished that, you know, I had my first product placement on someone's album, you know, at, at 16 years old. And from that, I just kept working, kept working, kept working. Then got my first big, you know, shot doing remixes, you know, with Eddie F. When I was signed to an Untouchables uh, production company, I was, you know, do, we was doing R&B remixes. And then from the feedback from that got me certain jobs with like record labels now. Now I'm doing remixes with Def Jam. They want a remix for Night Train for Public Enemy. And then I did that. Shut and down. then I did, yeah, and then I did Shut Them Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what's and that so, like? Did you did you just have a fee and say, hey, I charge this for a remix? Or were you at that level where you could say, hey, pay me X amount of month dollars for a remix? It was after Shut Them Down that mm-hmm. I, I was able to, you know, say my price. You right. know what I'm saying? I was right. still building my name. So, but I got paid for that. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that is what set it off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that 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 remix is what set it off. Then I started doing a whole bunch of other remixes. Jump around, DOS effects, all this other stuff. And um after shut them down, my name started to bubble. You're naming all of these songs like that 1991 to like 93, 94 time when it mm-hmm. was like all these big records. Like Jump Around was one of the biggest hip hop records of the 90s. Mm-hmm. You had a killer remix to that record, right? McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So then talk a little bit about CL Smooth. So like you guys were like, this was your guy from around the way in, in Mount Vernon. Is that how you met him? Yes. Mount Vernon okay. in high school and through some friends of mine, you know, from the street. And we met, I heard him rap, you know, he had this famous rap in the hood about this girl, you know, that he did, you know, is this hood chick. Right. But the rap got famous cause we, he used to do it at every party that was thrown in the hood. Right. Right. And so once I heard the rap, I was like, man, let's try to do something. Right. And um, they brought him over to the crib. And, you know, we was just down there playing around, messing around. And, um, you know, made about 50, 60 demos, you know, in, wow. the, in the course of like a week or two. Yeah. Because well, we were having, was the- I was on to something and I was having so much fun with, right. with what I learned with making music. So now I'm just constantly in the basement, not even coming outside to play with nobody or nothing, just just perfecting my craft, you know what I'm saying? Just And then I would be calling CL over like, yo, come on, man, let's make some more shit. And then we got signed off them demos. Well, and I just want to say, like, so you, you guys had an EP, and, yeah. you know, one song that stood out, and that was actually yeah. the first time I met you was the creator, and you rapped on that. And so, yep. like, that was like, you not now, did you want to be a rapper, or it was like CL saying, no, I need you to... How did you become the nah, that was grand that was Grand Poobah, man. That was Grand Poobah that made me rap. <laughs> he wrote the song, so he's like, I got something for you. He's like, I want you to spit this. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I ain't no rapper. I ain't trying to right, spit right. nothing. He's like, Man, you your voice, man. We're gonna see what your voice sound like. And um he's like, 
you know, in the hood, it's, you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, if you don't do this, my man right here going to lay you out, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, so, you know what's interesting? Um, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. you have this line, tie your girl to the back of the truck, buck naked. Yes. That sounds like a Grand Poobah. Uh, yes. I, I can hear Grand Poobah saying that now. Like, yes. uh, uh, yeah, I, I was I was letting them write almost, you know, yeah. and that's how I got into writing right. rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Was Sometimes, you know, it's no big deal for me. It ain't no big deal for me. You right. know, like right. if somebody write my rhyme, everybody make that a big deal. Not for right. me, though. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's what inspired me to start writing, you know, and then I started doing it. But it, it was like a second hand thing for me the the first was music music is what i love that's what my focus was and so you know i would do the rap because it came along with the territory you know what i'm saying well um one of the things and this is a recurring thing with the theme with you one of the most iconic hip-hop albums ever made that nobody ever talks about is breaking adams from main source <sighs> And your track on that joint, Vamos, uh, uh, was it Vamos? Vamos for Par, yeah. Vamos yeah, for Par. Actually, oh, yeah, we were sharing samples at that point, you know what I'm saying? Me and Large, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he, he did the beat, and I just provided the sample, you know what I'm saying? And we used to do that with each other and all that. But yeah. one, we, we, want, we, we got together and did a song, you know what I'm saying? Me and Large. And uh, where I did the beat and he added some elements in the beat and we were both rapped on it and it made a, a movie soundtrack, high, high School High. Yeah. And, and I, so, I tell people all the time just about that particular album, like yeah. especially young people that are into hip hop, like yeah. I want you to Breaking just Adams. break in Adams, download it on your phone and close your eyes mm-hmm. and just listen because yeah. there was so much energy on that one little album and there's so that- much greatness that came from that one album. Yes, and it's a lot of memories that when I listen to that album, there's a lot of memories that occur of me going out to Queens and hanging out with Large at his crib on Casino Boulevard in the and in Queens back then. Mm-hmm. I used to have fun going out there yeah. to hang out with, with, with them. You know what I mean? Then unfortunately your crew suffers a major loss, you know, and yeah. and out of that loss you write a song or you you and CL come up with They Reminisce, which was on your real mm-hmm. first album. Like you had an EP, but your first album, and that was the first single. Talk a little bit about that moment in your life and that particular song that's probably the most identifiable song to Pete Rock and CL. My signature. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely my signature song yeah. out of every beat I've ever done. That's the song that's signature. But, you know, we lost Troy, you know what I'm saying? Freak accident on tour with Kid and Play playing around he fell 20 feet and um we were all devastated the whole hood and so you know i never heard hev's voice sound the way he did when he called to tell us the news and so um you know it was a lot of sadness and a lot of depression because he was such a great dude i mean you know taught me to, to not be fearful of anybody or anything and um I had to give that back to him somehow. And so me and CL came up with that song, but CL had the lyrics already. He just needed a beat to match the lyrics. And, you know, we, we went through different beats until, you know, I played him that one. And when I actually made that beat, I, I kind of was excited anyway. I was like, yo, I was calling people like, yo, listen to what I just made. And then, you know, we call him like, yo, I think you should rap to this. And that's how it happened. Well, the beginning of that song is just like, it was a movie. You know, yeah. I always talk about this with producers. I've, I've interviewed a lot of producers on this podcast. And I talk mm-hmm. about like being uh, cinematic. 
uh, when yeah. you are creating a song. And so like the first 20 seconds of that song for the rest of time, thousands of years, nobody will be able to take that away from you. That song, when that comes on, we'll know that's Troy. They reminisce over you. There you go, bro. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that is like my signature signature. And you know, people, there's a lots of people who are familiar with the music, but ain't familiar with the person who did it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And so, um, that's why, you know, we licensed it to like TV shows. It was on, um, Ozark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been in like, you know, certain TV shows and, you know, people using it in commercials and stuff like that. So, you know, it got popular and it was in video games and, you know, then people started to realize, yo, oh, Pete Rock made that. Were you a fan of Ozark before they asked to use this song? Yeah. Hell okay, yeah. so what did that? What was that like when they called you? It was like, yo, we we need to use this song. They called me, but I didn't know what they was using it for. Right. How crazy is that? Then I found out and was like, oh, word, that's my favorite show. Yeah. And then, all right, check this out. So okay. when it came on in the show, I noticed because me, I have a sharp ear. I know what's what's in my music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I noticed that it was stripped down. Right. They took sounds out, the singing out all the elements, and they made it sound creepier. And I was like, "Wait a minute, damn! I, why am I scared listening to this?" Remix? I gotta go back and I gotta go back and listen to that now. I didn't, I didn't. Yo, I was scared. It was scary because right. it was a death scene that they used it when she, you know, it was Ruth. They killed Omar right. and then Ruth right. later. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it was crazy to see the horns creep up like that after they shot him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I went crazy. I went nuts in the crib. Well, do you know? You know <laughs> let me let me see if you know this. Do you know that the actress that plays Ruth is from the Bronx? And she's no. a hip-hop head. She grew up no. in the Bronx, total hip-hop head. That's why they wrote that into the sh- and wrote that into the um show. If you notice, did you see the whole episode where she had the, the Nas album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So she's yeah. like a New yeah. York City. Because I'm like, wait a minute, she's kind of. New York. She's picking New York songs. She's, she's picking like, New York. So she grew up, but she's still young, but yeah. she grew up in the Bronx yeah. and she loves hip-hop. She loves wow. 90s hip-hop. And that's wow. how that was weaved into that show. Nobody could ever say that girl looking at Ozark is from the Bronx. No, that's Bronx. I would have never thought that. Immediately, I would have thought, thought Cali or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And of course, anybody from New York or from the East Coast knows like all of that stuff was special. You know, like um, yeah. I always talk about, I call it the Renaissance. So that 90s mm. period was the Renaissance. Yes. And, you know, the music was shifting to the West Coast. And then uh-huh. it was sort of like that Nas, Wu-Tang, Biggie, Jay-Z, Era Kane. Yep. And if you were yep. around on the East Coast in that time, I mean, that music is a part of your DNA. Like you'll never like, you know, you hear Shook Ones from Mob Deep and yep. you just like, you fall into play. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So as hip hop is changing, you guys did a couple of albums, but you end Mm -hmm. up more, the production side ends up Mm kind of like running your career because you're just Mm -hmm. involved in so many different projects. And then Mm -hmm. you get handed the return of Run DMC. So like, (laughs) I already know Pete, like 
the only reason why I ever got into this business, like just being mm. on the radio, was because mm. of Run DMC. Like I just wanted to play mm. their music on the radio. I just wanted. That's what yes. I wanted. To I was a fan buying their music as a kid. I used to run yeah. to the record store and buy it. So. And 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 they you had like an album before that. Uh, back from name, hell or something like back that. Back from hell. And it was just a dud. And it was like a yeah. frustrating moment for them. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. then you come with like Down with the King. And yeah. it's like they invite all of that. They're back in business, man. Video. What was that like? Because I'm sure you have a Run DMC story. Everybody has a that Run was DMC story. Huge. That was like huge for me. I think yeah. it's one of the biggest things I've done in hip hop yeah. was work with Run DMC like that. And then to give them a, a hit record was crazy you know what i'm saying and you know the whole process was like me trying to impress russell simmons that was the whole goal you know what i'm saying right and so i had some back and forths but you know jay stuck with me by my side jam master jay was with me the whole time came to my mother's house say yo p come on let's go to you know work on this and you know when i opened the door and seen it was jam master jay i, I don't know what i don't know what i was crazy so i was just like you know what all right let's go so we started you know we went and started working on it and um he was like he's like yo i like this beat pattern right here like do this beat pattern pete and then i was like nah you do it you know my mother you said i set it up for him and i said you good record you know what i'm saying and he the drum pattern you hear on down with the king that's jay you know what i'm saying i let him do that and then i just once he got the beat pattern he wanted i did the rest well, and you did a couple songs on the album, and that was sort of their yeah. return to glory moment was yes. the Down With The King project. That was just, it yes. was a big success. It, like, kind of brought them back. Because if felt. it wasn't for Run DMC, and the people don't understand this, and then I'll rewind it a little bit, like, people just don't know about Jam Master J. A lot of people don't know. Like, he was the nicest dude you could ever meet when the I first got ever. into the business. They were superstars, and he recognized me at the radio station. We became friends. And yeah. then when I first got my show, he came down and did the show. He brought Onyx to introduce Onyx. He bought 50 yep. Cent because he had 50 Cent before he, anybody else. He consoled me in a way where he put his arm around me because I was like, you know, having, you know, feelings about, you know, I wasn't I wasn't so confident about trying to impress Russell, right? Right. And he just put his arm around me. He was like, yo, man. And he gave me some, like, advice that just stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he was like, we, no matter what, Pete, we gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? And so, and um, it was the happiest day of my life, man, to hear something I did for such a huge rap group. Right. They were the hip hop. They were. You understand what I'm saying? And I gave them that. I, I can't even explain the feeling, bro. It's just beyond the way it made me feel. Was like I was in the clouds, man. You had Run DMC and Public Enemy, me, which if if you look on the big board of hip hop, like, yes, wow, <laughs> to, to, yes. to say that you yes. work with them and then hip hop. I think Russell right? took a liking to me at that point because I, I was bet working he did. with a lot of Def Jam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The other thing that you did, though, hip hop is shifting, right? Mm-hmm. You get on Nas's Illmatic album and give us The World Is Yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was your your signature sound, mm-hmm. and it's a timeless record. Talk to us a little it's... bit about that and what you saw in Nas, because, you know, you worked on the Breaking Adams album, and he was on Live at the Barbecue. So did you mm-hmm. connect with him in that moment, or it was... I, I, connected, working with Nas? I connected with Nas through Large Professor, you understand? Mm-hmm. And... Large brought him up to Mount Vernon one time. And, um, you know, 
He brought him up, came in the basement. I started playing beats. I'm picking out disc and, you know, popping them in the SP. And then I popped that one in. And I was about to pop the next one in. And he was like, nah, 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 chill, chill, chill. Let that ride. And then he was bopping his head like this real hard. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I think he likes this. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and you then, give him an element of the first ever record on Def Jam, T The Rock, with a little yeah, of that. It's yours. Yeah, so you like yeah. gave there's a little history there, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I had a, to. I, that was in the studio this. because when I was doing those scratches, Primo was standing right there watching. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? He'll tell you that. You know what I mean? And um, when I did the scratches, you know, I just thought of T La Rock. You know, it's yours. Like, the world yeah. is yours. It's yours. We're telling yeah. you the world is yours. So that made perfect sense. And I scratched that. And, and Primo was there. And he saw and he witnessed that. And then, you know, we continued to mix the song and finish it. You know, he wanted me to sing on it. I, you know, I, I, I wasn't no singer. I was like, man, I ain't singing on that. And then they convinced me to do it. And then I did it. And that's what you have today. Is 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 that song? Yeah, that, that will that never was, ever die. It won't ever yeah. die. Yeah, yeah. No, of course that that yeah. album is just so iconic. And then yeah. you get into like a lot of the soundtracks, right? So back in that time in the nineties, it was like always like if it was a black movie, like yeah. it was there was a dope sound. Sometimes the soundtrack was way better than the movie. The movie. But you had your hands on a lot of these different soundtracks. So I think you mm-hmm. did who you did something off of Who's the Man. You had yep. Poetic Justice. Yep. Menace to you Society. Had, uh, Menace to Society. High which, School again, High. The Fan. So did you, did your rates get bigger as you went along in the 90s? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. No, I think that's, that's I was one of the first producers to have a high ranking number in getting paid for beats. And then you just like one of the albums, and this is another album nobody ever talks about. But mm-hmm. it's the Behind Bars album from Slick Rick, Ooh. which Ooh. Yeah, which was hastily did about seven put songs with Slick Rick. I did right, about but, seven but the album songs. was put together because he was going to jail. So I think they yeah. that album was done like in two weeks or something like that, right? Yeah. But yep. you had some joints on that, and then so yep. now now we're talking about Run DMC, yeah, Public Enemy, and Slick Rick is on your resume. Yeah, I had five joints on that on that, yep. but we had to narrow it down to three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we narrowed it down to three, and I got three on there. Yeah, I'm captive. And I love that. Just that. Yes, that I'm was captive. Cool. Yes, yes. That was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, yeah. man. And um, that was Pete Rock in his bag at that point. You know what I'm saying? So and, then your cousin, Heavy D, is working yeah. on his album. And so now you're like a big, you're you're this dude. So like... You know, Hev is coming to you like, um, I need you to deliver some gems. And you gave him black coffee and got me waiting. Yes. Wow. Yes. Hev knew he was straight anytime yeah. he came and ready to uh, work with me. He knew he knew he was getting something good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, that was the fun part of not knowing what you're going to hear, but you're excited about about it because, you know, you know, your little cousin is dope. You know what I'm saying? And um, at that point, me and have working relationship was like entwined. Like it was just automatic. It became where it was, it was like almost like telepathy with, oh, yeah, I'm making 10, 15 beats today. I hear I make one or two that sound like heavy D-ish and I send it to him and he loves them. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we would do it. You know what I'm saying? I remember um, I listened to the audio book for Will Smith's um, book that came out last year. And I don't know yeah. if you know that story. Um, if anybody told you in the book, he tells a story about coming to your grandmother's house, but he was the first <laughs> Prince of Bel Air. 
So he, you got to get to the audio book because he tells the story. Like he's the oh, Fresh wow. Prince of Bel-Air and yeah. he comes to yeah. your house in Mount yes. Vernon, to your grandmother's yes. house and the whole neighborhood yes. like stops because it's yes. like Will Smith. Talk a Yo, little bit about all the All the little kids came outside screaming because I had Will Smith on the block. It was, cra- it was crazy. Then I, you know, then Shaq came through. Then all the big homies was coming through. Kane, Biz, everybody. Like, and it was crazy though when Will came because, you know, the kids mobbed him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. little kids. You know what I'm saying? I, if I was a little kid, you know, and somebody like that came, I probably would have been excited too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, that was really fun. You know, but I mean? it impacted so, to, him because it was it impacted him enough to tell the story in his book. Yes, about God bless Will Smith. Yeah, man, I love that boy. Yeah. I love that man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. um, you know, not even to mention, I worked on Code Red album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I did Code Red and another song called um goes a little something like this, Jazzy Jeff Fresh Prince. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, that blows me away. I have to definitely get the audio because I have the hard copy book, but I don't have the audio. So I definitely yeah, yeah. check that out. You just grab Audible, bro, and, and listen to it. And he tell, okay. he actually pull that audio down because he really tells okay. that story. And I'm like, man, that, that must have been amazing because I think when you said earlier, when you talked about just learning how to produce and you was in the studio with these engineers and you wasn't really comfortable, but you became comfortable at home in that situation that you had. And that's where a lot of the magic was made. And then you made the yes. people come to you. And that yes. that was pretty cool, like, because then you figured it out, and then that way you were on the roll, because then yep. you end up working with Rakim too, like, so like that's yes. another legend that like you have on your mantle there, bro. Like, not many yes. people can say they have all of these legends lined up, and you have that's... all of these legends from different eras lined mm-hmm. up as a producer. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, I was in heaven, man. Hip hop heaven, man. That's what I call it, man. I was. I was in the clouds with the legends doing what doing, you know, what I do best. You know what I'm saying? And um, Rakim, man, I had so much like stories when we got together and started talking. But how that happened was I was coming from the studio and I had uh, like a, a beat tape full of beats. And I went to see Premiere at D&D and Rakim was there and I pulled out my cassette. I just happened to have the, the Saga Begins beat on there. He loved it. You know what I'm saying? And immediately wanted to get that done. And so that's what we did. We, 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 you know, we made it happen. You know what I'm saying? And, and that um, was sort of a little bit of a comeback for him too. Cause he would, he had been, he'd been away for so many years. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's another letter. artist yeah, yes. that you're helping along the way. Like that's pretty cool. Cool. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Legacy. And then yes. you had, um, you did the yearning from the from the uh, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Which... America's dying slowly. Yep. America's yep. dying slowly. Yep. That was Electra Records compilation hip hop album yep. that I ended up doing um, a song with Lost Boys because they were, no, they weren't signed to East West, but um, the album that America's Dying Slowly was, was East West Electra. Right. And yeah, yeah. And we did that song. And then I developed an awesome relationship with the Lost Boys and then lost Freaky Tie. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. after a little bit after the year, after we did yeah. the year. You also were involved in one of the greatest disc records that nobody ever talks about between Common and Ice Cube, The Bitch and You. Yes. Nobody yeah. talks yeah. about that song, Pete Rock. Like they don't. No. That, that was a banger. I mean, you know I what I'm saying? I didn't you know, know you did that. Because you know what's funny? Competition ain't played out, but beef is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That type yeah. of shit is played out. But you still got yeah. people beefing. It's all good. Yeah. But that right there, Common really was upset. <laughs> yeah. He was really upset. He was really upset. And he came to me. Yeah. I took him around the hood, drove him around, tried to get his mood right. You know what I'm saying? Took him, had him in the whip, taking him all over the place. Before we even did music, we was just hanging out like two homies. You know what I'm saying? And then we ended up at my man Rob O's crib. And he had some records and equipment over there. And I, and, you know, I just was making beats. <laughs> Not even on my stuff. This was on somebody else's stuff. And um, came up with that beat over there. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, Common, Common was like, yo, yeah. Cause I, I think he was spitting a rhyme in his head or something to the beat, and he, and, and it matched to him. I guess it worked out for him, and we ended up doing it. And um, I was like, "Oh boy, here we go." That was a moment, but yeah, it uh, was. You know, it was, it, it was tense. It was tense because yeah. we went to Farrakhan crib and tried to squash beef, and we we had to squash it. We, uh, you know, I had took a flight to Chicago to to, to Farrakhan house, and everybody was there. Mac Ten, Ice Cube, you know, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah yeah and um yeah it was but we got through it it was all love we squashed it yeah and, and yeah that was i was happy that that didn't go any further than it did yeah you were um, also down with big l you know who's another yeah. artist that we lost way too yes. soon i yes. tell people in fact uh if you can see if you can see behind me i always think about big l because that's one of those guys that like he was a really nice dude and just what happened to him and, and how, and how he never really had a chance. He didn't deserve it. Yeah, he didn't, you know, um, and 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 he rode, he he rode in my very first vehicle, man. Wow. Honda Accord with the sunroof and I had to, it was a sedan. You know what I'm saying? And I had rims on it. I had the booming system in there and a whole bunch of beat tapes. And all I did was pop in a beat tape and we were in Harlem and we drove to Brooklyn, the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and then back to home, where he rapped the whole time. Yeah, no, he. I, no, I, I, I lied to you. Not. I wish someone was in the car with us to to witness this man. He he was yeah. so skillful. Yeah, and then he had the song that Biggie had. That him and Biggie had the same track at the same time. One, yeah, the one more chance track. He had actually. Yeah. He actually had it first. You yep. know, Bill, um, Big L he had a, it first. Yep. He was yep. a rapper's rapper though, man. You know that that's crazy. Rap so, you under um, a car. Yeah. Yeah, no, Big no, L he was rock a, your ass under a car, man. For real, man. He was, he was like I've dude. never saw talent like that in my life, man. Where we yeah. just riding around for hours and he's spitting the whole time. Yeah, a lot of a lot of what what is in, in hip hop. So let's let's kind of transition to today because what I I appreciate about you and I think a lot mm-hmm. of people don't, but I'm a little bit different because I've been around as long as you've been around. So I've had a chance to yes. kind of like see this business. Um, of course. But I also work in the business today, and so I work with mm. a lot of the current day artists. And so nice. I, I always kind of like not all of them because a lot of them mm-hmm. don't necessarily want to want to accept that. 
Um, right. But I do pull people aside and have conversations with them, especially their managers. Mm. But you're very vocal about hip hop today and the artists mm. and the work that they put in or the lack of work mm. that they put in and the quality mm. of the music that they're creating. What do you think about streaming and just kind of the, the place we are in hip hop right now? I mean, it's the new, it's the new, everything, the world turns, things change. And with music, it was like, you know, okay, so now it's streaming, you know what I'm saying? And versus, you know, how the sales used to go, you know, in, in hip hop and how we used to sell records and get our money and stuff like that. But now the streaming thing, I mean, I didn't like it at first because I just felt like I didn't know anything about it. You know what I mean? And um, there was a company that people were raving about at first. I forgot um, where you could buy music from. I, I forgot the name of, of, of it. Rap something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the company's name, but it started getting popular streaming. You know, I you know in my day, that wasn't around. You know what I'm saying? And so once I learned about streaming, I just went about what I do in a different way to adapt to, to that time, you know what I'm saying? And yep. to today's times, you know what I'm saying? I listen you, to, I even ahead. listen to, to some, some artists that I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Just to see what people do like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I keep my ear to the street, but there's artists I like, there's some uh, I don't particularly care for, you know what I'm right. saying? And right. that's that's a fair assumption, I could say, you know, because, you know, you're not going to be liked by everybody and everybody's not going to, you know, you're not going to like everybody. Everybody ain't going to like you. But, you know, the respect is way more important than being liked. You understand what I'm saying? You ain't got to like me, but you're going to respect me. Right. And, and that's, that's right. you know, the motto that I that I move with. And today's artists, you know, I, I would work with them. I would mm-hmm. work with every anyone who wants to work with me. That's my whole attitude. I work with who wants to work with me. You know, I've been on the phone with like Chance, the rapper, and, and you know, we talked about doing stuff and, you know, a and, and, uh, couple, of, couple of the guys, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I just showcase my talent and let people know I'm still here and it ain't going nowhere. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm well, a passionate lover of music. So, yeah. Yeah, no. And, and what I was going to tell you is that we, we live in such a weird time because mm. we're not creating like legacy artists anymore. So... Mm. The run is maybe two albums for me. You know what's funny? One song. The artists want to be who they want to be. You know, even when when I was working back in the 90s, we didn't have say in, you know, in in who you was as a person and, you know, what you needed to do. Only when it came to the music, I would open my mouth and say, nah, say this or you know, put a hook here or do a bridge here. That's the only time I'm telling a motherfucker what to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but right. in today, they want to be who they want to be. They want to start their own legacy. They don't want to look back on us and, you know, give us the grace that we gave to them. Because if it wasn't for us, y'all wouldn't even be here. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? And that's that's how I feel about that. That's where I feel it's lacking respect with the young yeah. artists. Because really... Yeah. The young artists came at us first, calling us old and this and that, the third. And, you know, they came at us. So when I fire back, it's a big fucking deal. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I'm, so, you know, I'm firing back because I, I don't I'm poke the dog. My don't legacy. poke the bear. Don't poke yeah, the bear. Yeah, and I'm protecting my legacy and people. Yeah. You know that I felt who my compadres that did great music and made great, you know, albums and stuff. I'm fighting. Yeah, you know but what I'm saying. Also, not many people can say 
if you look at the DNA of a genre of music, you mm-hmm. got your hands on a lot of pieces of that DNA that existed mm-hmm. to create what we have today. So with that mm-hmm. being said, bro, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I wish you nothing but success and give you. you your props because uh, what we did today is really just kind of like talk a little bit about that DNA of yeah. you know, what made Pete, DJ Pete Rock the producer and the yes. artist and whatnot, but also like you have respect for the culture enough to like embrace a run DMC when they was down, not diss them, uh, mm-hmm. embrace a rock Kim when he was trying mm-hmm. to figure out his way out, embrace a slick Rick who was like, life was just up in the air and had this one album. You know, that I'm originally from the Bronx too, you know, I'm yeah, from yeah, the Bronx. Course. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I'm cut from the cool hurt cloth and, yep. and, 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 and the cold crush and the fantastic fives yep. and the, you know, crash crews and, and the double trouble and, you know what I'm saying? Funky four plus one more, all that. That's that's what yeah. I'm cut from. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right yeah. there in the Bronx, right there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And no, so, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so with that said, man, um, you know, we carrying all of that with us. The inspiration, you know, the goal to tell someone, hey, look, man, you could do this instead of that. You know what I mean? Don't do that because you there ain't no future in that right there. You know what I'm saying? This yeah, is where yeah. it's at. And you know, I was getting a lot of that in the hood. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, and it wore on me and it I wore it like a jacket, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, thank just, you, uh Pete Rock, man. It's great definitely. for uh to, to see you again, but just to talk to you and to share that um uh part of your career. And uh well, what we're gonna do now, man, is just like I'm gonna take everybody back to where it all got started, oh. just so, so that we can hear some early Pete Rock, way way okay. in early in his career, even Pete rapping on the radio because that's what you did every time. Thank you, man. I appreciate your time, man. man. Yes, man. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm your host, Kobe Cole, huh? and and back in the studio, huh? I have some smooth huh? brothers. Huh? 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 What's your names? Huh? What's huh? your names? Huh? Um... <laughs> My name is Steve Ellen, cousin I'm spelling. Got more rhymes than you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Pete, remember how we did it last time? Oh, oh you need it. I, I got to put something new on. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now y'all can do it right. Bust it. Here you go. Check it out. Here comes the rugged one, bust the way I flip uh, I collect the loot, then I knock the boots. Uh, a smooth dog rubber, prefer to be called a chocolate lover, cause I can do the one that's undercover. I'm dip, dip, dope, I bind like Rizzo, I cleanse like soap, cause it's the great black folks. Stay away from the P now, I can rock the C now. Huns always wave, cause I'm slick like noon. I be rock on the boot, knock on the boot, knock, bust the way that I flow. Rock. Yo, my style cock diesel, and I can do the hustle. Brothers know the time, I don't have to flex a muscle. Not the type to fake it, I wouldn't try to take it Tie a girl to the back of my Jeep, butt naked Slide a monkey butt down the hill So if you don't want beef, money, chill For Pete's sake, I'm breaking up date weight I radiate a dub plate and navigate the tunes I make What? I fit like a slipper, so catch the big dipper what? Rattle signs are quicker, not the flatline picture what? It's Showtime original, official is the smooth criminal I hit the cliches over subliminal uh. With the soul technician, I filled the prescription In addition, listen close to the mission 
B-E-T-E-R-O-C-K Resume with the root to root by Faberge No doubt for shout about a 24 segment Or spring the lyrics when the microphone's pregnant Give it a rub down now, here's the sermon Everywhere you go, you hear Mecca from the burning Pound for pound, uptown, now get down And bound this man a record like a merry-go-round The klepto flow that I touch is not a preemie And who would ever see me when I dream a genie? I don't think so, peace, I gotta go And shake like an earthquake, Kobe Cole Word up. Pete Rocket Seals moving the house. What's going on? See, last time we had to do it to shut them down, but this time you got something new out. Okay. You know, we got we to gotta pump the new stuff. Word. Flavors. So what's going on, fellas? Talk to me. Oh, you got the brand new album out. T- tell us about the brand new album, Mecca and the Soul Brother. Last time we talked about it a little bit, yeah. but now it's been out, yeah. and it's like selling. It's, you can't even buy it. It's just so hot. It's, yeah. uh, it's not even in the stores. <laughs> so tell me about the brand new album, Mecca and the Soul Brother. Well, you know, it's 18 fat tracks on there. You know what I'm saying? Not stand the people wrong. Got to give the people a lot of music. Yeah, you need a bargain these days, man. You know, there's session going on. So we got 18 full cuts plus interludes. So we want everybody to go out and pick up the album that's out in the stores. Word up. Mecca and the Soul Brother is the title of the, the LP. CLP Rock and CL Smooth. Word up. Brand new album out in the streets. And you guys are just like, I mean, right now in the music industry, you guys got about four or five singles out that you did, other groups that you did that you produced. You know, gotta, let's see, we got this brand new group called Adore. Right, Let right, it all hang right. out. We got the youngsters. Phillies owned it. The youngsters, man. That that track is mad, right? That, that's a mad track. Then you got uh, you got Jessamine from Das Effect, yeah, which you just rapped on. Yes. I mean, what else you got coming out? What, what, what else happening? Slick Rick, House of Pain. Slick Jump Rick, around. the Slick Jump Rick. Around. Jump around. Jump uh, around. You yeah, did a remix Slick on Jump Around? Yeah, the Slick Rick. Oh, the man. new album. Um, who else? Shabaranks. Shabaranks. Chubrock. Chubrock. Um, Yo, we got a lot of projects going on. Ice Cube, Sister Soldier. Yeah, right. Oh, that's right. You did do that. Right. Deadly Code yeah. of Silence. Yeah, definitely. Some more. So, P- so you got it. Out. You got it going on, man. Yeah. Definitely. Man, that's a that's a mad track, man. <laughs> Lots of loving. Oh yeah. man. Thanks. What, what's the what's the inspiration behind cuts like that? I mean, it's like when I listen to a Pete Rock and CL Smooth album, it's one of them hip hop albums that it's it's no stress to it. You just chill. Yeah. You just you can it's listen digestible. to it. Right. And and when I see people playing it in their cars, it's like they crank it up all the way, but they just chilling. You know. Yeah, you know, I was coming in, I was coming in the house and I, I almost had the album done and I was like, you know, I was telling my girl, come on, sit down and, and listen to the album and she was like, yeah, it, it's fly, Corey, but, you know, you don't have nothing for me. So I was like, okay, you want me to write you a song? And, and she said, yeah, because, you know, you guys, you don't buy albums. Us ladies buy most of the albums. So I said, okay, let me make lots of love because you know I love you big oh man <laughs> so yeah so um talk to me about this album though man like okay for instance um you got this cut called soul brother number one what's up with that you the soul brother number one that's me, right money. that's chocolate boy one chocolate boy wonder brown sugar that's, that's right that's just me on uh, you know grand poobah wrote the lyrics for mm-hmm. you know i just uh did you do anything on I, his upcoming album um i'm supposed to you know before he finishes his album we're supposed to do a cut on it mm-hmm. so, yeah you got, uh, of course, they got their reminisce over you, which yeah. is doing really well. Definitely. So what kind of car does Uncle Sterling have the, this month? Yeah, <laughs> he, he got so many cars, man. He's, he's ridiculous. ridiculous. 
He's ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right, He's well, extra. so what else is going on? You guys doing any touring or anything, or you're just strictly studio thing? Um, right. Both, man. Both. Both. Mm-hmm. both. Sometimes we be having to split up, man. I really? have to finish this yeah. promotional tour. Yeah, he'll just he have to go home go and, home and finish, up finish up. And then, up you know, sometimes we'll switch up, you know. Mm-hmm. So basically, you guys don't have that much free time. It's like uh, work, nah, work, 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 work. Not huh? really. You know, for for a brand new group that's coming out, you know, we, you know, people really look at us like we did three or four albums. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're always in the studio, album. though. You're yeah, still in yeah. the studio a lot. You yeah. spend a lot of time in the studio. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, it's hard keeping up with you guys. Oh, they in the say studio. What's up to my man Tui? Oh, yeah, what's up to Tui? Chilling in Philly. So, yeah, um, anything else is happening, though? Like, I mean, are you guys going to, what's the next single going to be off of this album? Or you know yet? We, we, we're not too sure yet because, it, you know, we want to see what the vibe is. We want to see what the street is saying because, mm-hmm. you know, right now we can't go, we don't want to go beyond the street level. You know, even though the, uh, the album is, you know, really everywhere, we really want to see what the street is saying and mm-hmm. what they really want to hear mm-hmm. because that's what we made it for. We made it for everybody to uh, make their decision and make their comments. So we really like everybody to just, you know, give us their opinion. Coming up on the next Backstory Podcast, artist, DJ, producer, label titan, DJ drama. At that time, I was top of the food chain, like, when it came to, like, mixtapes and mixtape DJs. So, like, you know, first, the, the fact that I was getting locked up for it was like, I never saw that coming, you know? And then I felt a lot of guilt in a lot of ways because... You know, I feel like that was when the mixtape game, like, changed as we know it. You know, because a lot of people looked at it like they're going to lock drama up. Like, nobody's safe. You know what I'm saying? The Backstory Podcast with Colby Kolb is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media Pod is Good production. Hosted and executive produced by yours truly, Colby Kolb. Edited by Donkus. Follow us on Twitter at BackstoryPCC. On Instagram, get the backstory. Senior Director of Podcast Operations, Sierra Reed. For sales and corporate partnerships, Josh Romani and Michelle Marino. Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Smith, and Tim Hall. Thanks again for listening to the Backstory Podcast. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.